All right, y'all, listening out there to this week's episode of Chasing Birdies. Welcome back. What is up, JP? Dude, it's been a debacle of a day, so um, spilled water on my laptop, coming to you live from the car with some headphones and my phone. Got to get a new laptop because the water spilled in the laptop. It's, it's a mess. It's a debacle, and I'm not real happy right now. So what's up, guys? Last episode of the year, man. I know. Isn't that something? We did it. So Merry Christmas to everyone and a happy, healthy new year. We wish you guys nothing but the best. And thank you, thank you, thank you again for supporting, listening, not doing anything with our social media. We appreciate you liking. If you don't like, we know you're looking, whatever. But um, we appreciate it all. And and thank you, guys. And let's have a killer 2024. That's right now. That's right. Well, first off, you better get a new computer, bud, because I don't know if I could listen to you talk like this uh, into the new year. I mean, I'm getting new on. So, spilled the water. So how'd that happen? I watched it happen. I saw it happen, and then you started blowing in the mic, and you blew my eardrums out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was trying to dry it off, and then um, a little too late. Got a little excited for today's guest, um, and and knocked the old mug over full of water into the Christmas gifts and everything. So. Yeah, it's a bad Monday. I know. I feel you, dude. I feel you. Well, we do. Today uh, on Chasing Birdies, um, you know, it's just another another guy chasing birdies in life. And that guy's Andrew Red Vanley. Now, if you guys have listened to the show recently, we've been talking a little more about Red Vanley um, and their clothes. And Pep, I mean, what do you say? It's, It's incredible. The clothes are awesome. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Red Vanley. So go check them out at redvanley.com. But we have the founder, Andrew Red Vanley, on today's episode talking about where the idea came from and where they're going um, in the future. Yeah, pretty good stuff getting into that. Um, but I want to tell you, I want to tell you something. I, and I know you know this. I had a fabulous dinner with you and B Cats last week. Cracked a couple bottles of wine, um, and then I started feeling a little weird, man, and uh, broke out in shingles. I know, I know, you know, but for people out there who haven't had shingles in their lifetime, I don't recommend it. Uh, it's a little, little bit irritating, you know. You kind of just don't want to touch yourself anymore, which you know we can't have that. It's like your skin's a little sensitive, feeling a little weird. Getting over shingles, had a root canal done two days after that. So that it's been a little bit of a rough stretch the last week and a half, bud. But shingles uh, is from stress, my man. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Um, but how about you? Your last week, you've been good. Got Everything's been out? good. Yeah, a couple times. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, after this episode it goes off, we're gonna be um, on a bird to head south to Florida for a couple of days. Um, with bee cats, uh, old memorial pelican, and some part three course probably. But I'm looking forward to it, my man. I'm really looking forward to getting into the sun, smoke some cigars with the boys, some friends, have some drinks, and then turn right back around the next day. So, yep, that's right. Twenty five hours. If you're not taking advantage of the winter right now, get your grips changed. We're in the process of doing that. You know, get the get the old clubs cleaned up a little bit get you some new wedges sm10s are coming out uh here at some point that's what i'm hearing uh so yeah it's a good time to do some things like that but i want to hear this story from andrew red vanley here on chasing birdies um so what do you say we just rolled on over to him let's roll uh, we are back this week on Chasing Birdies, and today's guest knows a thing or two about fashion, modern fashion, athletic fashion, golf, tie it all together. Andrew Red Vanley is joining us today, the Red Vanley brand here on Chasing Birdies. My man, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's always good to have people, you know, when we, Jonathan and I, sometimes we do banner sessions, it's just the two of us, but it's always good to have a guest, number one, and number two, it's always good to have a guest who is chasing birdies in life, my friend, and that is 
what you're doing right now. So hats off, man. It looks it looks like. Uh, I mean, and this, well, we'll thing, get into all that jazz. Well, the good but, thing too is you know, that he's our age. Yeah, I'm excited years for this old. one. I mean, you're what, Bash? Thirty-seven. I'm thirty-seven. I look fifty-five. So it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have you to do, say, I have to say, you know uh, to. Andrew, I was <laughs> before we get into your story. I was in Chicago early, well, late November, early December, and I had a red Vanley vest on. And I was walking around downtown Chicago, and this guy, I mean, he was higher than a giraffe's ass, but he comes over to me and says, dude, is that a Red Vanley? I said, it is. He said, I went to school with Andrew. And I think if I would have asked him his name, he probably would have known his own name. That's how stoned he was. But um, apparently you guys went to school, so he thought it was really cool to see your brand out there in Chicago. Sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting yeah I'm now I'm curious on who that might be I got a few people but I gotta like start to think about Chicago <laughs> so where are you right now are you in New York uh, I'm at my apartment in Jersey City yeah he's probably about a, so that's a pitching wedge for you away from Manhattan for one to get into the clothing business t- tell us a little bit about how you got to Red Vanley clothes being in 2000 plus country clubs, um, being seen on the live tour. I mean, it's pretty cool to, to see that. And as a 38 year old, where did it all started start? Did you always want to get into fashion? What was that like? No, actually I wanted to be on the sports side of things. I wanted to be a sports agent. So I kind of went down that whole road of, you know, tons of, you know, internships, worked at the NHL for a little bit, um, kind of networked my ass off in like college. And and then I kind of got to a point where I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. It was just one of those places where you're like, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something in sports and I kind of wanted to run my own ship at some point. So this kind of idea, it didn't just kind of happen. It was very like, I think when you when you try to start something, you want to find something that like nobody else is doing, right? Because you want to like, you know, you believe in yourself, but you kind of like, are like, I don't know if I do. So I wanted to start like a sock subscription company because I thought nobody was doing that. And then I was like, oh, maybe I can do underwear. And then before you know it, you're like, dude, if you're going to do this, you got to do it. Like you actually have to build a brand. And um, so, yeah, it was something that I had no background in at all. It was just 2009, the recession was going on and there was no jobs. So I said, you know, screw it. I'm going (laughs) to caddy like I would caddy all through. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. If anybody else said they're going to do this, I'd be like, don't do it. It's, uh, I, I don't know. It kind of worked out where it was something that I feel like I fell into in a weird way that you're like, shit, this is kind of maybe what I was kind of built to do. And, and not necessarily just because of the fashion of it, but, but I think because of the, the brand. I think that's where I kind of like mm-hmm. feel really confident is like building a brand. It's not about like, Hey, like, you know, I'm sure I like clothes and I, I feel like I have a good eye, but I think the brand aspect is the key thing of like why we've gotten to where we've gotten to. What was, uh, what was the first thing that you made? Like in your mind, you're, you're getting ready to launch this company. Like what was it? Shirt? Was it shorts, yeah. pants, socks? What was it? We had three men's polos. And they were all white based. And we had one that had a stripe on it. Another one had like a cool little color block. And the third one, geez, I can't even, like I'm trying to remember now. Um, yeah, the third one was another little cool like stripe thing, right? And it was, we only did white shirts because we didn't have enough uh, minimums to, to make other colors. So we just got, <laughs> it was like one of those right. things where we we're like, all right, we're going to make this the white collection because. That's all we can do. And it was, it was the smallest, you know, collection. It was crazy, man. Like I was walking around trying to get into thrift <laughs> right shops and stuff. And they're like, where's <laughs> the rest it. of it? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, this, this is it. <laughs> this is it. These three shirts. I'm like, it's the quickest meeting ever. Yes or no, you know? What year, so was that in 2000? What year was that? 2009? No, that was 2013 when I started. Because it took I 2009, you. I graduated. 2010, kind of was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do working all these little jobs. And then, then I said, I'm going to do this. And maybe like 2011 took two years to get to the point where I did like, you know, the three shirts. 
So 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, dude. Um, because apparel in general, like that's gotta be a tough one to crack into. Um, you know, cause you got to figure out what's your differentiating factor, you know, the whole nine yards, you know, all that, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where when you have an idea or a vision, you kind of see the path, you just gotta, you gotta believe in it first, you yourself, and then you just attack. Um, and, and that sounds like kind of what, what went on there, but I mean, growing pains though, like when did you experience some, cause I mean, you're in Nordstrom now you're, you know, whatever. Um, but when did you really feel like this thing was taken off? I'd say about like maybe four years ago, three and a half years. It was kind of like that COVID that moment where you're like, yeah, it was kind of, and, and it's funny cause you know, people, it was actually really scary too, but I think it, it really didn't have anything to do with, when I look at it now with or without COVID, I just think it was the time kind of hit where um, I think we knew enough about the industry I was getting better at kind of, you know, building out product lines and, and kind of like from our factories to, you know, our end user. And and I think we started to get catch on a little bit. I think we, I saw it where I was like, oh, we're having success in terms of people reordering. People are liking it. People are saying you got a great product. I think it took four or five years to kind of get to that point where we perfected something. And then once we got to that point, I think we had enough relationships, connections, you know, we were in a lot, enough shops and it was starting to kind of be like, oh, I think we can do this and I think we're going to make it. So it was kind of like that moment, I'd say. And then honestly, COVID happened was scary. All of our orders were canceled. So we wow. were like trying to scramble. And and then eventually, yeah, it was, you know, COVID became good for golf later. But, you know, looking back at it, it I think it was just more or less like, hey, like you, you had a good product and people started like the brand. And, and then from there, kind of just, you know, picked up. It's a crazy, it's crazy because that golf world, the clothing golf world is so competitive, man. You got your Peter Millar, you got your Grayson, you got your Red Family, you got Donald Ross. I mean, there's a million people trying to make it, so to say. So for you to carve out a little niche, which I think that Red Family did carve out a little niche of athletic forward thinking gear. Um, and one of the products that I think that you're most known for is the shorts, the, any of the bottoms are elastic pull-ons. How did you guys get to that point? Because that's like one of the easy, you think it, you think about it, it's like, that's so easy. Why didn't anybody else think about this? So where did you find that? Yeah, we, um, I remember sitting there because at a certain point, you know, we only did tops. So like I told you, you guys to start with tops and we kept, we kept growing it more tops and then quarter zips and, you know, we had a lot of tops. And at a certain point, you got to complete the ensemble, right? Like you, you got to have bottoms so people can wear your clothes, whether you have athletes wearing it, pros, or just anybody, you need to have it. Um, the scary thing, though, is when you start thinking about bottoms, you have so many different sizes. And, you know, at the point, you know, we were still pretty small. And to invest that much into, imagine just like, say, Navy shorts. And you're like, well, we need 28 through 46, and then you're like, well, I at least need like a hundred of each. I mean, just even if you did that, which is like tiny amounts, you're at, you know, thousands and thousands of pairs on one skew. skew. And what happens when, you know, no 37 sell and whatever, right? So I tried to come up with a way that, you know, we could do it alpha sized. And then I was like, well, then I'd feel more comfortable about this whole thing. And if we can pull it off, nobody's doing it, right? So it's kind of like this double-edged sword of, wait, we're an athletic work company. This really hits with what we talk about, like doing something nobody else has done. It's more comfortable. And for both parties, people selling it and people like, you know, selling it to wholesalers or, you know, people, it's very easy um, to kind of convince them that this is something interesting. And that's kind of what happened. But it was basically because we were scared about all the inventory and kind of getting into a world that, like you mentioned, Peter Millar and what makes your short better than Peter Millar's, right? If you go into a shop and you're trying to sell it or a guy sitting there going, same thing, I'm going to go with these guys. You know, I know their product. So this was finally something like, wait, 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 you got to try this. Nobody's doing it. And I think someone told me a long time ago, which boggled my mind, that was like super successful in the fashion world. They were like, you just got to have one product that like basically makes your business and your company. And it's got to be unique. It's got to be different. 
And uh, if you have that, you'll be successful. I'm sitting there going, what the, like, what on earth am I going to make? Like, it's clothing. Like, what? And we got lucky, we got lucky with, like, with, you know, everyone always goes, oh, this is your idea to start the business. And I'm like, it should have been, right? I should have had this idea. And then it would have been a pretty good idea to be like, hey, this is a great way to start. And then, but I think because you did it backwards, you kind of fell into some stuff that, you know, I think uh, was pretty cool. I can attest to the the quality of the apparel that Red Vanley makes. And it's telling that you are athletic, to, geared towards athleticism and athletic people. And for one who is not that athletic like Pep, it still looks great on him. Like, it's awesome. So yeah. that is a testament to the quality and what you guys are doing, you know? It's good stuff. My only concern is when I start lighting cigars up, those things, I might light up and fire, boys. I mean, those things are so comfortable, but I'm telling you, first ash that goes through my shorts, and I've been known to do that a time or two, we might have issues, Andrew. Well, listen, we'll put it into the uh, the, the feedback chart and see what we can do. But that's, you know, what you said, kind of how you start backwards with the things, and then but if you would have thought of the shorts first, blah, 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 but... Honestly, that's like how it that's how it goes, man. It's like now you have a nucleus so to speak and then you have extensions from that. You know, and then once people start to realize the value in the brand and you put out a puffer vest, you know, like I have one of those like you can start doing some other things that may not have been what you initially wanted to do, but now people are going to drink the Kool-Aid because they know the quality's there. Does that make sense? For sure. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's important to focus on whatever you can to to get somebody into your product. Right? It's uh, like icebreakers. Get them in, and then if you know your other stuff's great, eventually that that guy is going to start to say, "This is convenience too, right?" Like I love these guys. I start trusting their product, and that's what happens with any great brand. And then you just start to go to them for almost everything because it solves your problem, right? You're just like, "I need great clothes," or Maybe it's hats or whatever it is that you're buying. Once you get, you know, guys are a little bit easy. They're harder to break into because they once they find their brand, they're kind of like, hey, I got these five brands. I'm good. But if you can if you can break in now, they're shopping with you all the time. Um, so I think uh, you get you're right. You got to you got to have that icebreaker. Do you wear anything other than Red Vanley? <laughs> oh, for, for sure. Actually, um, I do. It's funny. Um, a lot of people when they first meet me or whatever they're, they're like is that yours is that i'm like no like i usually have something of mine on um honestly it's the, the bottoms a, a, a lot because you know they are so comfortable and it's just a core item so you can just rock them with anything but like i'm not constantly wearing my stuff in your face i think it's a little bit of two things right like i just don't want to be that guy that's just dripped in <laughs> in my stuff. Yeah. And also it's like, yeah, I like to wear other people's stuff too. It's like, you know, I think there's different brands and different vibes for different things. So, um, yeah, I think it, it does take people back a little bit when they're like, why aren't you wearing your stuff? I'm like, I, I am. And, but it's, it's not, it's not every day that I just go into my closet. Like it's my store. Right. You could just tell, you could just tell them that you're trying out your new underwear line. <laughs> They'll yeah. never know. Yeah. Get that on. Exactly. It's, well, you'll yeah. save a few pairs because Ryan doesn't wear underwear, so you don't have to send him any. That's true. <laughs> so, like me, so here's the deal: like I love, um, like the aesthetics of what you guys are putting out, and I'm not that familiar. Like honestly, w this year is when I really started paying more attention to your brand. It's just, yeah. just the facts. It's not a bad thing. I just was not, you know. It, I think we, Jonathan and I were playing golf. I think I don't know if it was at Oakmont or somewhere, and JB I think had a pair of the shorts on. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I was down at the exactly. live tournament at the Greenbrier and buddy of mine, he had, uh, Mawson, he had the, uh, shorts on and he's like, you got to try these red families out. And then naturally our relationship started to somehow come together, but I was never a Millar guy by any stretch. Cause I'm not like classic, um, link soul is probably the, the most golf brand that I would wear the most of. Um, just because of the relationship with the family and I do genuinely love their products. And then for a good golf shirt, I liked Grayson. I liked that athletic fit, but yours fit equally or better than those Grayson cuts in my opinion. So I'm all about it now. 
It's like I got I got the you know and the packaging, dude. Your packaging is great. Comes like in a mm. nice little zip bag. Yeah, I mean that's fresh, dude. I love it. Thanks, my man. No, I appreciate it. And I think it's it's cool. I mean, I think it's it's good to get I like you know we're still like um, in this really nice growth phase, and I think a lot of people are starting to come into the brand. And you got half the people that like know it or loved it for years, and guys that are coming into. It. And I think it's super important because I think anytime you get to a point where almost like everybody's on it, it's a it, it's it can get a little scary because that means like you're one kind of step away from people, you know, even if your product's great, you're kind of sitting there going, wait, you know, you want to be in the know, right. With a brand, you want to be kind of like, Hey, let me tell you about this brand. And when everyone's like, dude, I know that, you know, like I got 14 pair, you know, certain guys are going to sit there and go, all right, like this is too, this is too kind of mainstream. Right. And I want to start going back to things that are a little bit, and either brands do that by exclusivity, by price, Right. Where it's like, you just can't afford it. Um, or, you know, you gotta, you gotta know when to kind of like, you know, keep your brand at a certain level. And, and sometimes that might be, you know, taking dollars kind of off the table, um, and saying this is better for the brand long term as opposed to, Hey, this looks great for my bottom line this year right now. Does it come back to hurt a little bit later when, uh, guys are like, I used to like you when you were, you never want that situation to happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Are you originally from New York? I'm from northern New Jersey. So uh, kind of like, Jersey, right, okay. if you, yeah, yeah. And always been a Rangers fan, huh? Big hockey guy. Yeah, so basically most of like northern New Jersey, if you, if you're, if you're, if you weren't new to the area, um, usually your parents were all like New York teams because there was no New Jersey teams. So, you know, New York City being like 15 miles down the road. Everybody was like, you know, Giants, Rangers, usually Knicks and um, uh, Yankees. And then all the Long Island people are usually Mets, Jets, um, Islanders, and uh, and Knicks would be the crossover team. Right. The Rangers are looking really good this year. Yeah. So here's they, the hope it's a big year for the I boys think, over there. I know, man. I, I do too. I think it just comes down to the playoffs, right? Like I think the regular season – they're rocking, you know, like everyone knows that they're going to get there. It just comes down to those, like, can we get the G's when we need them in the playoffs? Cause we've got the goalie, right? Like you're, you're kind of set up there. It just, you know, last year, right? Like, you know, the devils just outscored us. And I think that's kind of like that, you know, mm-hmm. they were one, I think we're one forward away in my, my opinion. They got to get, they got another guy that can get 40, 40 goals, you know, like, so when you get into that situation, you're not depending on, you know, like if Mika doesn't score for two games or, you know, if Kreider, you know, it's like, and then you're in that situation where you're depending on. Well, our boy Vinny Trochek's having a hell of a year. I mean, he just scored a game winner against Boston and had both of them, that right? game. The guy's looking pretty good. I don't yeah. want to tell him that yeah. too much because he gets a big head. But No, Vinny's, Vinny's, Vinny's great. And I think he's. He's a guy that is, you know, super, super solid in how you can build and win a chance. You know, I mean, he needs to, he, he's a guy that like, you know, maybe he doesn't get the accolades as like a Mika or a Panarin, but like those are the guys that you need to have to win championships, right? They can score um, and, and, you know, play solid D, win face off. So, you know, Vinny's doing a hell of a job. So here's the hope into the Rangers. Successful year. The boys will be in New know. York celebrating with Andrew Red Vanley. Uh, hopefully mm-hmm. my man's keeping his clothes on in this party celebration. So <laughs> that'd be a crazy um, parade. It must be nice one. to have like good teams to root for. Like we used to. <laughs> like we, we used, used to have to. good teams. I mean, our teams just fucking suck. Like the Steelers are an absolute mess right now. I mean, I know the Jets got off to a little bad start because of Rogers going down and blah blah blah. Um, which yeah, I don't but even you know get, if you're a Jets fan, but no, yeah, but you guys, I mean, I mean, I mean, the Penguins, I mean, how many, how many cups do you guys have? We have like, we have we, four in what, a hundred years. I mean, it's, uh, it's we have five, but that's yeah, the thing, what, like 50, th- uh, since 92, we have five, Nine, 91, since 91, we have five. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Right? 32 years. Well, I four people in, in talk about like us as a Steelers fan, which I can't, I'm embarrassed to say I am, but I am. 
that's what everyone always says is like, oh, you guys are always the, you know, you got a great coach. You guys always win. Blah, blah. Dude, it's not about always having an above 500 record. It's like we we have talent and we everything gets freaking wasted. I don't give a shit if we're, you know, above 500. If we're not winning games or even making the playoffs, it's, it's boring. It's yeah. like yeah. playoff football is so much fun to watch and then our team's on the sideline. But – who am I to talk? I'm not a coach. I definitely am not. I, I ran one play of football my whole life, midget league, 45 scissors, hit the hole, and my pants <laughs> fell down because my waist was so small. I had to use hockey tape to duck tape my pants the rest of the year. So that was the – and then the next time I got hit and fumbled, so the coach never put me in. But I did. Legendary. Um, they need what? you now. They need you now, dude. Well, talk about hitting the hole. I, I understand that Sonoma, California, there was a little bit of um, getting you, you were locked out of a hotel room. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, I think you know my buddy Jim, um, who now works with us. This is prior to us working. I probably shouldn't have hired him after the story, but uh, <laughs> we were at a buddy's. Um, it's actually, we're at a buddy's. So Jim, Jim, who is a buddy of mine, he was freaking out because my buddy is getting married to Sonoma. And he puts this, he's like, everyone's staying at this Best Western. And Jim's like one of these guys where he's like, dude, I don't stay in Best Westerns. Da, da, da. I'm like, dude. He's too good for it, right? I'm like, dude, it's fine. Yeah, like he's like, dude, what's the story? I'm like, dude, it's fine. You know what I mean? So we we go to that. I'm telling this story because it actually kind of backfired at the end. And it was a nice little hotel. It's in Sonoma, right? It's a cute, whatever. So Jim likes to party, um, just like everybody, but he can go to another level. And he was in the wedding. So when I showed up, he's, you know, he's standing, you know, he's one of the groomsmen. He's, he's doing, he's, he's already like, I mean, he's been drinking since eight in the morning. I'm like, I don't know if he's going to make it through this wedding. So meanwhile, he doesn't like, we finish up the wedding. I get him back to the hotel and there's like an after party thing, right? Down in the, down in the town. So he's like, dude, I'm going to take a nap for 10 minutes. I'm going to meet you down there. Obviously he instantly, you know, passes out. I go down there. Now I'm coming back, like, you know, an hour later. Coming back, get to the hotel, key card, boom, open the door, and the chain just, the chain's on the on the door. And I'm like, is this kid fucking kidding me? Why is a chain on the door? And so now uh, there's nobody at this hotel. It's Best Western, like, it's Sonoma, California. There's nobody there. Can't get in. So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like 2 in the morning, right? So... I'm like, all right, I got to just kick this door down. And I stupidly kicked the center of the door, like thinking that that was like the move, almost broke my toe. And then I finally realized you got to kick at the actual chain, almost tore my like, you know, hamstring out, ripped. So the chain hits, the chain rips through the entire room and hits the like back wall. And like, it was the loudest noise ever in the world. Door kicks open, like in like a CSI thing, you know? And he's just, you know, sleeping like a baby right Down there. Down. Wake up the next morning. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what's up with the the chain thing? I'm like, you were blacked out. And he's just like, I, I don't know. I think I just wake up and like chain wherever he is. So he's staying at my place like two weeks ago. And I open my door back up and he's got the chain in my apartment building. My man's I, like, a, like a thing. Like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, what is, what's, does someone like this, is someone out for you, dude? Like, what's the yeah. story here? But. <laughs> My foot is still not the same. I'm not kidding around. My toe is still fucked up. My man locks double yeah, locks maybe, doors everywhere he goes. Does he oh, like whips too? I mean, he likes chains. <laughs> what about whips? <laughs> something's, I mean, got, something's going on. We got to get into that with a, with a shrinker. There's got to be a reason. We got to figure that out. There, That's a problem, but uh, yeah. That's kind of funny. Well, I'm excited to I see the person because... I don't know how people get blacked out though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Dude, I don't know how people get blacked you, out. Though. You don't get blacked out very often. I do, though. I never do. I don't you even never. get drunk. Rarely. I don't think I've ever seen you blacked out. No, you won't. Blacked yeah, out I'm, I'm the same. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> My problem is once I start eating, it's it's over. Like, I can, I can drink a bunch of beers and whatever, and then once the food kind of comes in, it just, like, sobers me up, and then I'm not going to get started again. So it's yeah. just like I always I get to a certain point and then I'm like, I'm done. Like this is totally. enough. But like, yeah. But some guys they can just power like Jim powers through like the food. It's like you kidding me? Just kind of fuel. He doesn't them. eat it. 
He drinks it. I can't <laughs> I can't wait to see Jim in action at Nemecolon. I mean, the Chase and Birdies two man brought to you by Red Vanley. So our man Andrew's playing in the two man, and so is Jim. So I can't wait to see. I hope Jim's not on my team because that could be an issue. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah you guys you guys be a problem. Yeah. So did they? Ha- I don't know if Nemecolon had. They don't have chains on the doors though, so he, <laughs> he probably brings them with him. Well, now if I see a chain, I'm gonna I'm gonna remove it before you know before <laughs> I leave the the hotel. That's funny. So what about like looking forward? Are you gonna? Because right now you don't have any like retail locations, correct? You're all like direct to pro shop, direct to consumer. Are you DPC? Yes, we, yeah, so we have the you know our online store and then all the pro shops and retailers, and then we have one store that we opened this year in the West Village. Oh, you did. So yeah. So we did that and it's been, it's been good. We're just trying to find out like, you know, what the, you know, the angle is, do we want to do, you know, maybe have one in LA, have one in Miami, Chicago, like kind of like some pillars, um, for brand presence and kind of just these like flagships, mm-hmm. or do we want to go a little bit further with it? I think, um, there's pros and cons, right? Like I think, you know, rent and, you know, all these overhead charges and it can be scary for a company and something goes wrong or another recession and you're on the you know the hook for, you know, there's, there's negatives there, but then at the same time too, um, it is nice to have a third arm of your business touching customers. Um, that's one thing that we were missing. Um, you know, we do a great job online, but you're still not actually like interacting, like you guys coming into the store and us mm-hmm. presenting it the way we want to present it. Yeah. You go into a pro shop you know, half the time the presentation, you know, is not great, you know, so someone's seeing your brand for the first time sloppy on a table or, you know, not merchandise well, and it kind of bothers you a little bit. Now, listen, that's going to happen when you do sell a lot of places, but um, it is nice to kind of have a place where people can see it the way you want to present it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. The, I guess your approach to tour players, is that even something you're interested in? Or are you just more aimed towards like the recreational golfer? Um, yeah, I think that's a, a whole other animal. Yeah, it's a, it's a mix. I mean, we got a few, we got a few guys right now. We had Denny McCarthy and Taylor Moore who had great years. Um, you know, we did some stuff with um, we got a couple um, live teams that we sponsor. Uh, you know, we have about I don't know maybe you know, Jim handles all of our athletes so he can actually speak to that better, but he's got about, I think eight or nine new guys coming on board, um, like kind of rookie PGA tour guys and some corn Ferry guys. And, um, we're working on a few other, you know, PGA guys that I'm not sure if it went through or what the situation is, but yeah, it's definitely something that we think is important. I, I think that we're trying to blend everything in though. We have a lot of different athletes, like guys like Vinny that wear the line, we're in a lot of different locker rooms. And I think pro athletes that wear our product that don't, play professional golf is also a big angle for us. We want to show the world like, Hey, all your other favorite athletes, when they go out and play golf, tennis, workout, whatever they're in our stuff. And I think they're, I think that's a really great validation too. Like who cares if, you know, it's great if it's a professional golfer, but also it's great if it's another professional athlete that's saying, Hey, this is what I rock, you know, as well. So that's been kind of like actually- a mixed angle for us. I, I actually like think the professional athlete that's not a golfer is a little bit cooler for people because it's just like it's more relatable as a person, right? Like, like okay, they wear their they they go their professional basketball player, but when they're on the golf course, they're comfortable in Red Vanley and they're choosing to wear that, right? On the PGA Tour, it's almost like, hey, you have a deal with Red Vanley, you have to wear this type thing. And I'm not saying that they don't believe in it or trust it or anything like that. What I'm saying is the other athletes and other celebrities wearing it are choosing to wear it out of everything else that they could have access to. You're, you're hundred percent true. I think, um, it's, it's, you know, like anybody that signs like a, you know, whether it's a huge deal, right. Everybody kind of knows in the back, um, of their heads, like, you know, like making exempt stuff with Under Armour, right? Like, if he had to ask Steph, like, what would you wear? Like, would he really, w-? you know, it's like, and I'm not saying he would or wouldn't, but it, it, it's definitely right. in your mind, right? Like, right. Hey, he just got like a $500 million deal over seven, you know, 10 years or whatever. Um, you know, it's pay to play. So I think, yeah, kind of taking the approach of, 
you know, organically, what we want to do is, is see people say, holy shit, all these guys are rocking this stuff organically. It's got to be good. Um, and I think that's what we're trying to chip away at. Just kind of slowly just keep chipping into you that like, this is the brand to go to if you want to, you know, kind of be like the guys that you love, right? Or the guys that you trust or the guys, you know, this is what they're wearing. So like, like Jonathan said, I think that's exactly what we're trying to do. It's a good well, approach. If you, do you, you, you need to put out a good beanie. I'm a beanie junkie. And Next up. No, we're, we're, we're working on it. So but keep going. That's right. See, yeah. great minds think alike, man. <laughs> go ahead. You put mix. your design in, bud. No, I don't. My sister is, she's 10 years older than I am. She's been in fashion her whole life. She went to Philadelphia College of Textiles and Science, which it, they changed the name of it, but she has been all over really the world working with people on fashion designs. And um, I always, you know, naturally that's not anything that I wanted to do or do anything in that regard. But growing up, she always took care of me as her little brother, like made sure I had these coolest clothes and all that jazz. So there is a part of me that really values and respects fashion and what it is but i'm also not one of those people that i don't wear it to you know people wear things that t-shirt costs six hundred dollars they wear it because the name's on it and they make fucking 25 grand a year it's like you know i'm not doing that yeah i'm not doing that i'm i'm low-key i like to wear what i like i like good things to fit well but yeah so I don't know what my whole point is of that spiel is, but um, <laughs> no, I got you. It's <laughs> awesome, yeah. man. I no, I, and I, dude, I <laughs> thanks, thank you guys, appreciate. I it. get, you. I get that. I mean, I think it's it is kind of crazy, right? Like, um, you know, I, I like I'll go out sometimes and I'll just check out brands, right? And I'll see what yeah. they're doing, and I'll see, you know, because that's kind of part of my job. I want to see what other people are doing, whether it's in my like direct world of like direct competition or whether it's like walking into, you know, Neiman Marcus and seeing what, you know, these guys are doing. And it is really interesting to see quality um, fabrics and then price, right? And you're looking at it and you're going, well, this shirt, this shirt doesn't feel that great. And you're like, the price is like this $600 shirt. Yeah. And you're like, this, this is this is absurd. This is, you're paying for, you know, a, a label here. Cotton shirt. Like, exactly. Like, what are, you, what are we doing? Now, if the shirt's really phenomenal and it's priced properly and then it's got the brand, yeah, you can see where that kind of can maybe fit in a little bit and say, all right, because you got to always do the math. Like, there's a lot of brands also charging a lot of money that, that have shit products too, right? Like, mm -hmm. everyone's kind of like putting themselves up to here. Mm -hmm. And then how do you separate that, right? So the guys that have been there a long time just say, all right, fuck you, we're going to go up because we think the guy that's going to spend 200 will spend 350 on our product because just because of the brand and just kind of like price cuts some people a little bit like on the opposite direction as opposed to going less right just kind of go higher and say i'll pay an extra 100 bucks to have that brand yeah no oh, that makes sense i gave andrew a design so you guys i can't so disclose on here but um i don't know we'll see if it works out boys oh yeah you've, you've got a few actually i think you've sent me you sent me a couple ideas. I probably that's probably before. You see a shirt come out called the Pepe. <laughs> we got the Pepe. Yeah, he's got a is, song idea. Uh, yeah, so I got all kinds of stuff in the works, boys. It's none of your business, but it'll be around. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so what were you saying? What about us? Like, what do yeah, we? Yeah, I mean, I love what, I love what you guys are doing. I want to know what the next steps are for for you guys. You know, um, it's a it's it's dope to to start and build and like what you guys are doing is awesome so want to know kind of like what your what your plans are oh, i appreciate that um well pep you want to allude to that or you you, you, you go ahead say? man i'm on a, i'm on a delay over here a it's, I'm, I'm all screwed up over here so why don't you rip with it no i think i think look we we started off to do this two and a half years ago uh it'll be three years in march on just the idea of having fun with a podcast we're both golf nuts. We love golf. Um, and it just started as an idea in a garage and never really had any type of, I don't want to say we didn't have goals. We definitely had goals. We wanted to do it right. We wanted to have the right production in place and make sure we had quality guests and whatnot. But at the end of the day, we never really limited ourselves or put pressure on ourselves to reach certain levels. But 
three years into it now, yeah, we're at the point now where, you know, we have to continue doing what we've done with, with good guests, good content. And I think that's in today's world is what you could have a great podcast, but at the same time, you can also have good content outside of that on socials. And that I think is an area of growth for us. Uh, if I'm being honest, because I'm not one to really utilize social media to the extent of filming content or, you know, posting photos. I haven't posted a photo on my own Instagram in two years, last July that's, from yeah, Ireland. That's an issue, but, but that's an issue. I know, but that's where we, I think, want to grow in, um, in the 2024. But, you know, the idea is still the same. It, it's, getting good quality guests like yourself on the show, having good dialogue and, and giving people something that they enjoy listening to. Uh, and that's what I love about podcasts. And I listen to them is that you can listen to it at will. You know, you're not going to miss the episode. Uh, you can listen to this episode a week after it comes out. You can go back and listen to it. Like they're not going anywhere. Uh, and that's why podcasting is so great in my opinion. No, I think it's, I think it is great. I think what you guys are doing is, is awesome. And I think back to your point, like, yeah, have goals, but just let it just, just rip it. Right. Cause it's like, you know, learn so much. And, and so far, like I've listened to a bunch of your episodes. They're great. And, um, I appreciate I love it. it. Oh, I appreciate stuff. it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun. And, and to be honest with you, like we both have full-time commitments. Like we're both in, I'm in the oil and gas business. He's in the jewelry business. So, there is a component of a res responsibility involved with podcasting, like yeah. to be diligent and get your shit done and get these things uploaded and blah, 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 blah. It's consuming. I think the biggest thing when you're starting something and doing it is you just, you got to just do it because there's so many people out there that, you know, truly is half the battle is really like what you guys are doing. You know, there's mm -hmm. so many people that go, Hey, I want to do a podcast, but you know what? yeah, I got a full-time job and, and so does Pep. And the next thing you know, it's like, we'll do it next year. And then, and the next thing you know, it's, it's like, if you started two years ago, can you imagine where you've been and now where you yeah. guys are and, and you got, you guys are on the path, right? That's the right. hardest thing to do because 99% of people say they're doing, I'll do it next year. And sure, you guys have competition. I have competition, but get in the game. And next thing you know, you've done it for five years, six years, set you outlast your competition that's half the battle. Now people are going like, these guys have been around for eight years. You know, I'm going to yeah. listen to them. They yeah. battled through, you know, and I think that's, that's, that's you. And I think if you just do that, same thing for me, you get better at it, right? Before you know it, you, you guys are better at what you do. I'm better at what I do and so on and so yeah. forth because you got into the game. You need, you got need minutes. Yep. Yeah. I like that. That's true. I, I believe that too. Um, Speaking of the game, how is your golf game? Do you play much golf? Depends on the time of year. You know, like, um, I'm like right now like a five handicap, and I can look like a little bit better than that or a lot worse than that, depending on uh, – so funny, dude. Like, I have this crazy, like, hockey swing, right? So I can kind of hit it long, right? But it's wild. So, like, certain days people are like, damn, this dude's pretty good. And then other days they're like – Dude, this play, this guy's in the golf industry. This is fucking embarrassing. I'm just hitting the ball, <laughs> you know, off the planet. And so it, it is actually something that uh, now I don't really care. But remember a couple of years ago, I'm like, you know, because I don't get to practice. I'm, I'm, you know, I show up on the tee box. So literally, if it's like a 9.50 tee time, I'm literally the last guy on the box ripping a swing, you know, right out of the car. Um, I got no time, right? So you, you can't practice. But um yeah, I was taking it a little bit kind of like, shit, this is kind of like, I wish I wasn't in the golf industry when I'm playing golf because then people are like, oh, you know that guy from the Red Family guy? It's like, either it's like, yeah, he's pretty good or he's fucking stinks, right? It's just one of those like, I'm like, is this bad for business if, I'm, if I have a bad day, right? Like, so kind of uh, interesting. Well, I don't think, you, you know, I don't think it's a qualification to be good at golf or scratch, you know, to, to create golf apparel. No, you definitely not. But it's in it's in your head a little bit, right? Just because I think there's there's certain you know things like whether even if you're like a pro golfer, right? Like at a country club, same thing. They go out with members, right? Then they're not playing, and all of a sudden they hit a few bad shots, and everyone's like, "Dude, this guy, he's our pro. He stinks." But it's like he's also doing other stuff, you know? Like he's not right. playing golf every day. Yeah, right, right. I that's yep. I know exactly what you mean. 
Yeah. And that's like, I, like I have a golf podcast, but like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the history of golf for all these people that won majors in the past, like pretty much during my life, you know, the, the big events and the players and whatnot. I know, I know that, but like, I can't tell you shit about people in the fifties. I mean, some of them I can, but you know, it's like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not a walking encyclopedia with respect to that. I have a podcast. I like to talk to people that are doing something in life, not sitting around making excuses for themselves. And, and that's what I like to do. And that's what we do today. I love and it. unfortunately my, my podcast partner is MIA. Um, <laughs> he had enough. you know, yeah, I don't know where he, he, we lost him at the turn. <laughs> yeah. Um, he spilled um <laughs> he spilled water all over his laptop this morning. <laughs> he just texted me and said my com- my computer is crashing. <laughs> um it's a Monday, man. Something's going to Yeah, happen. it's a Monday. Well, generally speaking at this point of the show, he does the tap-in segment which you're familiar with. So I guess I'm going to be taking over his duties today um, <laughs> without Pep. But this is the tap-in segment presented by Bettinardi Golf. Check him out online at bettinardi.com. Get you a good putter for the 2024 season um, and get your game in tune. All right, first question here is, what is your favorite on-course music? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a good country jam list. I, country? I think I would yeah i love it yeah yeah i feel like that that answer is not one that's popular but yeah i don't know yeah i've been seeing a lot i've been like i like all sorts of music but i feel like there's like a vibe with it on the golf course just enough to kind of like chill you know especially yeah i agree all right your favorite breed of dog beagle beagle i have a beagle i was under the impression that you might not be a dog fan so that's why Pep threw that in there, but okay. Uh, but you like beagles? I like beagles. I'm, I'm an All animal right. guy. I'm an animal guy. Yeah. yeah uh, me too. Me too. What are you chasing? I think uh, the the short answer to that is just to be the best like version of yourself, whether that's business, life, just in general, like every single day, chase that, right? Like, how do you how do you just get better? you know, all around. So I think I'm, I'm always kind of chasing that, like that kind of keeps me going. It's just, there's always just room for improvement from being a better friend, person, you know, brother, whatever it is, whatever you are, whatever you have, I think those things. And then that kind of leads into like, whatever you're doing with like your career or whatever gets you going, right? Like your hobbies, all yep. that stuff. So coming from New York, are you more of a, New York pizza style guy, or are you more of a pasta guy? I'm, I'm definitely a pizza guy for sure. Like I love pasta, but like pizza, I mean, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like I can eat it every single day. I mean, I try not to, you know, it's one of those spots where you're like, like literally I have like, when I like try to like go on a diet or whatever, the first thing is like, just stop eating pizza. If you yeah. do that, it's like, you're good, but it's so good. Last one. What is your biggest fear in life? Shit, man, we're getting deep. Um, I could be deep. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the biggest fear that I have is just uh, probably, you know, looking back, right, and saying, like, did I do everything I wanted to? Was I the person I wanted to? Did, you know, was I, you know, did people like me, right? Because I think always, people always talk about, like, oh, I don't care what other people think, right? That's bullshit. Um you live your life like it's like you know at your funeral how many people are there for you right like it is about what people think so i think that's my biggest fear is like to making sure you don't lose track of that and um and just back to that first question you know if you do the first part of it i think you'll get there and and kind of look back and say hey i don't have too many regrets right and like that's all you can ask for that's it i I, yeah i I think more people should take risks chances and do what their heart heart tells them to do, man, and live a life full of no regrets. I love it, man. Man, it, it was so good to connect with you, though. I look forward to meeting you. Yeah, likewise. Um, over here in Southwest PA. But um, keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep repping your gear. 
and uh, we'll catch you on the links. Yeah, you guys are the best. Likewise. Thanks, Andrew. Man, Andrew Red Vanley, that was awesome. Uh, thank you to our dude for coming on. We really appreciate it. And again, go check him out at redvanley.com. Like the all their gear is really nice. I know Bash is very particular about what he wears. He's kind of digging on it. Actually, mm-hmm. he is digging on it a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's saying something, my man, because you you're tough to deal with a little bit. But I loved hearing Andrew tell a story about how he created it and what a risk. You talk about chasing birdies. That's chasing them. He risked it. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's kind of one of those things where when you start something, you don't really know where you're going to finish or what path you're going to get on. And that's kind of what it was. It was like, hey, here's three shirts. And then it starts, the extremities start growing from there. And um, I I would love to see them open up a couple flagship stores. You know, he mentioned LA, Miami. Um, That totally makes sense for their brand. So, yeah. and I would have yeah. thought the shorts were the first thing, dude. Here, it wasn't. That just kind of fell into it. They were trying to eliminate some skews and some putting money up up out of the gate. And, uh-huh. uh, they fell into these shorts. Yep. So uh, that's awesome. Um, and sorry about you know me. I was only part of the 70% of the interview because, um, as I mentioned in the intro, my computer kicked kicked it and uh the old mic stopped working and i was out so ryan thank you for running the rest of the episode by yourself my man i'm sure you did wonderful i mean i just didn't know what to do with these tapping questions like i wish i had a little more time to think about them um to ask some more questions but i was gonna ask him is it colder on the farm or in the winter that doesn't really have an answer it's just kind of a trick question but uh (laughs) that's a good one though and uh, winter's here, you know, but get up to Nemecolon. They have indoor golf, indoor hitting bays, indoor bathtubs, great spa, great restaurants, great Christmas village right now. Christmas sure, spirit. Yeah. But go up there anyhow, whether it's after the new year or late January, whatever. Um, check them out online at nemecolon.com, you people from New York or florida virginia make the quick trip up and your family will thank you promise you that but um i do sincerely hope each and every one of you who are listening to this episode today i hope you have a phenomenal christmas i know we're only a couple days away hard to believe shortest day of the year is actually today that means we're gonna be getting a minute of daylight added every day um, till golf season is in full effect. But I do wish y'all a Merry Christmas and, and ultimately a Happy Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Chasing underscore birdies. Check it out. Stay tuned for the Chasing Birdies 2, man. Information's going to be releasing on that. And um, yeah, guys. See you in the new year. Yeah, we'll see y'all in the new year. And thank you to our team of Rachel London, Jacqueline DiPaterio for your help here in 2023. Evo over at Simpler Media, Alley Press, you guys kicking ass. We appreciate you. Thank you for everything. And we will catch y'all in two.